Hello, and welcome to the Roman Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, we're going to take a look at the NFC and AFC East divisions as the offseason starts to wind down. Give my take on how much each team has improved and how I see the division stacking out this upcoming fall. Also, OTA started this week with two notable commanders missing. Having said all that, let's get started. Starting with OTAs, um, obviously, you had Terry McLaurin, who is sitting out due to a contract dispute, which he has, has every right to sit out. He should be gotten paid already. I mean, he'll get paid more than likely this summer. He'd better get paid because that's the way this they need him <laughs> on the field, off the field. He's been a complete ambassador and true role model off the field and when an organization that lacks a lot of them. So Terry needs to be paid. I think he can get you know twenty three to twenty five million a year. Um, the stats he's put up with the horrible quarterback play he's had to go through um, is tremendous. Um, he's on the same level as the AJ Browns, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel's, the guys that are getting paid or are yet to get paid, and he's going to get the same amount of uh, money in my opinion. Yes, he's a little bit older; he'll be twenty seven on September fifteenth, but you know he still deserves every penny that's coming his way. I have no problem with him sitting out, and he um, you know needs to get paid and I think Washington knows that and um you know he he has every right to sit out I know he's a team leader and stuff he was there for the first part of the OTAs obviously the contracts isn't going great because he's not there now so clearly he's not making too much progress but I would hope by training camp he has a new deal in place um because there's no reason for him not to at this point um uh, Chase Young wasn't there but that was more for rehab I don't have a problem with that obviously he's rehabbing his knee injury that's where he had his surgery. That's where he has his uh, physical therapy. Is it is what it is. Uh, Montez Sweat was excused. Um, he missed some of the program last year, but obviously, you know, if he's excused, it's not that big a deal. Hopefully, he's back sooner rather than later. And Deron Payne, obviously, there was a report that he wasn't there. On um, well, he walked out on Monday and didn't participate. But then Tuesday, he kind of said that was a lie and said that. I mean, that was Tuesday, and then Wednesday, he said it was kind of a lie, and then he. Seemed like he participated in everything on Wednesday, so um, that's good to see because obviously he wants a new contract, and I don't know if this team's going to give it to him. They're trying to, I guess, ride out that last year's fifth-year option and see what they can do to either have him replaced by Fighter and Mathis, the second-round pick this year, or maybe they still try to you know pay Deron after paying Terry. So obviously there's a lot of guys they can you know pay between Deron Payne, Terry McLaurin, Cole Holcomb, Montez Sweat, all guys that are you know going into their fourth year. Um, obviously Deron's going into his fifth year. And then in the future, obviously, you got like Antonio Gibson next year um, and guys of that ilk. So, um, you know, Deron, it was good to see that obviously he's still going to contribute. They, they really couldn't afford him having to hold out because I don't see them paying him this offseason. So if anything will happen later in the year, if he has a really good year and is deemed irreplaceable or next offseason. Uh, obviously, news last week, Antonio Gainey Gold is moving to tight end. I think it's a really good move for him. Obviously, he's in jeopardy of his career not continuing, you know, basically being a fourth-round pick and barely making the roster the last two years. Didn't make it last year. was on and off the roster and on the practice squad. Um, yeah, I think he has the tools to do it. He's a big, strong physical presence. He's a good run blocker as a receiver. Uh, he put on some muscle. Um, he's taken to the position, it seems like. He's happy to do it. Um, and, you know, I think he's the best. that's the best chance of him making the team receiver. It's pretty much five spots locked up between Terry, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, De'Ami Brown, and Cam Sims. So the two extra spots are going to either be Dax Milne, Kelvin Harmon. Apparently, had a, you know good offseason workouts as well. Um, so our Alex Erickson, Alex Erickson, the guy they signed from the Bengals um, last year, he's a good punt returner. Plays in the slot as well. So you know, moving AGD to tight end, he only has to compete with really two spots really accounted for with Logan and um, John Bates. But you know, he's going to be fighting with John. He's going to be fighting with Samus Reyes. 
and Cole Turner, the rookie fifth rounder. So AGG, I'm really happy to see and excited to see what he can do with tight end. I think he has the physical traits to do it. He would, he has good speed for the tight end position. He was a little sore for a receiver, but as a tight end, he's, he's definitely going to be above average for that position. So um, again, I, ha- I have no doubt he has all the physical ability to make the transition. I'm really happy to see Antonio Gibson take um, you know good care of his body. Obviously, look, he's lost. He went down to 12 percent body fat, and you could tell he looks really lean and cut. Um, you know, and I never thought he was fat, but obviously, having him you know get down and trimmed down is a really good sign for him going into year three. And hopefully, we'll keep him fresh and healthy throughout the 17 game season. So that's a good sign to see. And lastly, Carson Wentz, from what I've seen, you know, Cole Holcomb said he has a laser or a cannon. Excuse me. John Allen, you know, said that he's everything you wanted a quarterback. He's talking to everyone on the offensive ball, offensive side of the ball, defense side of the ball. So it seems like, you know, the honeymoon phase is still going on. Everyone loves him. That's great to see. I hope it continues. Um, he's the most talented quarterback they've had, really since probably Robert Griffin III. So hopefully it goes well. Obviously, they invested a good amount in him between taking on that money and the trade compensation. So I'm, you know, really good, happy to see the players are, you know, excited to have him there. And, you know, he's doing well in OTAs for the most part. Um, hooked up with Jahan Dotson and um, De'Ami Brown a few times from what I saw. So that's great to see. It's good to see the OT, OTAs got started, you know, pretty well, you know, minus a little couple, you know, guys out there. Obviously the big stars and Chase and Deron, but, um, you yeah, know, that is what it is. So, um, and I'm insane about Chase and Deron. I'm going to be chasing Terry. So, but like I said, Terry's going to come back eventually. So, uh, I hope so. He's going to, you know, get that 23 to $25 million a year and he deserves it. So hopefully um, that will happen sooner rather than later. I'm moving on to some of the division breakdowns I'm going to do over these next couple podcasts, starting with the East and the AFC and the NFC. Starting with the AFC, you get the Buffalo Bills. Really nice offseason. You know, they're one of the top NFL teams, um, top three, you know, not just obviously in the division or in the AFC, top, you know, on all, you know, the National Bowl League. They signed Von Miller, was the biggest signing. That was a great signing for them. They had some lack in pass rush last year, but getting him is huge for them. Uh, they signed up former Washington player Jameson Crowder to play more in the slot. Um, always been a big fan of Jameson. That could be good for John, Josh Allen. It was great to see them lock up Stephon Diggs, one of my favorite wide receivers to watch, one of the best receivers in the NFL. O.J. Howard, I think, was underrated, decided to come in and uh, combine with Dawson Knox, have a good tight end combo there. They brought in Rado Saffold to play guard. Signed Tim Settle, you know, former Washington player, guy I'm really high on. And if he's going to get starter reps, he's going to give them five to six sacks and give them, you know, good penetration in the running game as well. So that was a really good sign for them. First round, they picked up Kyrie Elam, the cornerback. He's going to probably fill in for Tredavious White till he's healthy from that torn ACL and eventually make a really nice pairing with Tredavious. Um, but the Bills are a great, great team. You know, Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Obviously, that was one of the best games of race memory and that I've ever seen in the playoffs last year against the Chiefs, so they lost at a heartbreaker in overtime. And, you know, running back-wise, they got Devin Singletary, um, and he had he came on more, you know, towards the end of the year. So, And they also drafted James Cook, a guy that I'm high on from Georgia. He's more of an out-of-the-field backfield presence in the passing game, but, you know, he definitely can um, contribute, obviously, in the run game as well. And like I said, they have, you know, good receivers, good tight end, good offensive line. They're just a stacked team. So um, they're definitely the best team in that division. They need the Miami Dolphins, new head coach of Mike McDaniel from the San Francisco 49ers. Um Seems like the players love him. Definitely seems like a fun, loving, cool young guy that the players really take it to. Really good player, coach, kind of like same, you know, style that Kyle Shanahan had in San Francisco. So it seems like it's rubbing off in Miami already. Obviously, they made a huge, huge move for Tyreek Hill. Kind of wiped out a lot of their draft picks, but Tyreek's obviously one of the best receivers in the NFL, one of the best playmakers of the last 10, 20 years in the NFL. So um, hopefully he can, you know, build a rapport quickly with um, Tua Tungabailoa. Obviously, he's going to be the biggest. Uh, factor of how this far this team goes um he has great receivers now with Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill they signed Cedric Wilson Jr. from Dallas Cowboys um he's another guy that can play really well in the slot it's a good signing for them they have um Mike Gusecki at tight end so a lot of good weapons they signed running back Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle um to you know form 
a better backfield. Obviously, not really a bell cow there. But Chase Edmonds is the guy I really liked at Arizona, and I think he deserves a bigger role. See what he does in Miami. They signed Teron Armstead to be you know left tackle. He's doing best left tackles in the game. Gave him a big money deal. Connor Williams to play left guard. Another guy that had some up and downs in Dallas, but is a solid guard. They locked up Emmanuel Ogba, who's one of the more underrated pass rushers in the NFL. And they also signed Melvin Ingram last week to another guy that contributed, um, at least in a situational role like he did in Kansas City last year. So Miami had a great, great offseason. I'm going to put them at number two in the division ahead of New England. Um, and that if Tua plays great, you know, they're going to win 11 or 12 games. If he doesn't, I think they still can win you know, eight or nine. And then you have the Patriots. Um, they had more of a quieter offseason than he did in 2021. Um, they got Devontae Parker from the Miami Dolphins. I, I actually really like Devontae Parker. He had a great year a couple years ago, um, but he's been a really good target for Mac Jones, someone that can win jump ball situations, back shoulder throws. Uh, they traded for Mac Wilson when they traded Jason Winovich to the Cleveland Browns. Mac, I think, is a guy that's really going to thrive in that Bill Belichick defense and have a really good, you know, third year um, in New England. Jabril Peppers, um, guy that obviously started with the Browns and got traded in the OBJ trade to the Giants. Um, he's going to, you know, come in and play probably more of a nickel slot role for them. Um, I can see him thriving in that. They brought back Malcolm Butler, you know, the former uh, Super Bowl hero. Um, he had a bad inning in New England, but I guess, you know, Things have been forgiven because now he's back. And obviously, if Mac Jones has a rise, it seems like he's lost some weight. Like A lot of receivers are talking about, like Kendrick Bourne. Um, they have a good offense, good weapons between Kendrick Bourne. Obviously, no top-tier guys, but I think Devontae Parker is a really good sign, uh, acquisition for them to go with Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, uh, Jacoby Myers, um, good tight ends, and Hunter Henry, John New Smith, who had a down first year in New England, but I think he's going to take off here in year two. And obviously, a running back, Damian Harris, is a really nice um, year last year for them as their bell cow. First round pick, they kind of stretched for Cole Strange, who probably was more of a third round prospect, but they need someone to replace Shaq Mason when the trader from Tampa Bay. Who am I to discount Bill Belichick? If he thinks he's going to come in to start from day one, I don't think anyone should doubt him. So the Patriots think of the third best team in the division. They'll be you know, competing for the playoffs, much like they did last year when they made it as a wild card. Lastly, you have the Jets in the division. Um, a lot of that's going to be dependent on Zach Wilson, see how he progresses. Um, they got him, you know, a great talent in Garrett Wilson in the first round of pick number 10 pick overall. He's going to be his number one target. Garrett was my top receiver in the, this class. Um, a little bit above Jameson Williams. James Williams is healthy. I probably would have went with him. But either way, Garrett Wilson's a guy I really like coming out of Ohio State. He's going to you know provide Zach with a lot of uh, security there on the outside. They signed Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama to help at the tight end to give Zach more of a um, presence there in the middle of the field. Um, signed Lake and Thomas in a really good guard, someone that can pair with Elijah Vera Tucker on the other side to have two good guards for Zach. Um, defensively, they signed DJ Reed from Seattle. He's a good corner, a little undersized, but he's a good starting corner for them. Jordan Whitehead is a guy I really like from coming from Tampa Bay. He's been a really good acquisition for them in the strong safety position. And obviously, they had a really nice draft. I already mentioned Gary Wilson. They also picked Sauce Gardner with a fourth pick. He's going to pair with DJ Reed to be you know, a really good cornerback tanner for Robert Salah to build with. And Jermaine Johnson the third, excuse me, the second. They traded back in the first round to get him. Great pick to get him in the 20s. A lot of people thought he was more of a top 10 type of a t- pick, myself included. Um, and he's going to be a guy that can pair with Carl Lawson and give them some you know, speed off the edge. And then Brees Hall from Miles State, Iowa State, he's going to be their number one running back. Shouldn't even be close. He's one of the, He was the best running back in the class and someone that's going to you know, come in. And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 1,000 yards in his first year. Moving to the NFC East, um, I'm going to start with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think right now, on paper, they're the best team in the division. I loved what they did to get A.J. Brown. He's an absolute stud. Only had to give up a first and a third form. They did have to pay him four years, $100 million. But it's going to be the going right now at receiver, especially for a guy that's only 25 years old. Um, also signed Zach Pascoe to add to that wide receiver room, A.J. Brown. Um, Devontae Smith, 
Quez Watkins, Zach Paschal. Um, I guess Jalen Rager, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded or cut um, before the season starts. Um, Paschal's a guy that, if he's number four option, he's going to be a really good you know, piece for them. Hassan uh, Riddick was a, their big money signing off the edge. He's a guy that can play in a 4-3 linebacker and is an edge rusher off the edge, like I said. He's going to be a guy that can contribute 10 sacks for them, someone they've you know really needed because um, their pass rush has been down on the edge, on the outside uh, of, of late. Kaiser White was another good uh, signing to linebacker. He had a really nice year for the Charters. Undersized linebacker, but really good range. Really good instincts, good pick, good signing for Philly. And they signed James Bradbury last week for a one-year $10 million deal to pair with Darius Slay. He's a guy that Ron and Washington's very familiar with based on his days in Carolina. Um, he's a guy that's going to you know build a really nice tandem with Darius Slay. Um, he's more of his own corner, but either way, again, it was a nice signing by Philly. Um, they also re-signed Anthony Harris to come back and play safety. They had a nice draft getting Jordan Davis in the first round. He's going to be a stud nose tackle to pair with Fletcher Cox and eventually take over for him. And then getting Nakomi Dean in the third round was an absolute steal. I know Nakomi had apparently some chest injury, but either way, he's going to be Philly hasn't had a dominant middle linebacker in years. You could maybe even go all the way to Jeremiah Trotter. So Nakomi Dean can be someone like that for them. So another, you know, really nice signing, excuse me, draft pick for the Philadelphia Eagles. Second, I'm going to go with Dallas. I think Washington could be second. Um, it could be first, too, but just for the sake of this right now, on May 25th or whatever today is, um, you know, Dallas didn't do much in the offseason. They, they regressed. You know, they gave up Mari Cooper, Cooper for basically nothing, lost cut Lyle Collins, got, didn't resign um, Connor Williams. So, you know, they're taking a step back. Um, they did resign Michael Gallup to pair with C.D. Lamb, who is a stud. He's going to be a really He's already a very good player, but he's going to take off here in his third year for Dak Prescott as a more wide receiver. James Washington, that was underrated signing for them coming from Pittsburgh. Someone that can you know take some of that Cedric Wilson Jr. role that left from Miami. Dante Fowler is a guy that's going to come in and try to replace um, Randy Gregory. He's not Randy Gregory, but he's someone that at least can, can be a rotational piece for them. Resign Malik Hooker and J. Ron Curse, you know, two safeties that helped them last year. They drafted Tyler Smith in the first round to pay right tackle to replace Lyle Collins. He's a little raw, but he's going to be a good tackle for them eventually. And then Jalen Tolbert's a guy I liked for them in the third round, South Alabama. He was a guy that was underrated for at the receiver position, thought more of a second round pick, but uh, Dallas did a good job of getting him in the third. Moving on to the Commanders. Obviously, this is a Commander-based podcast. We've talked about their offseason. It was quiet. Obviously, the big move was training for Carson Wentz. If he hits, then this offseason was a great offseason. So hopefully that's the case for them. Um, I'm pulling for that, and I think he's going to have a good year. It might not be 2017 Carson, but I think he's looking. He knows this is his last shot as a starting quarterback, and he's going to do everything he can to be successful. So um, I'm hoping and thinking that he's going to you know, have a good 2022 season for Washington. It was great to re-sign J.D. McKissick. Um, he's been so important to this offense the last two years, and it's really good to get him under contract after you know he eventually originally agreed to deal with Buffalo. I was asking Cam Sims back on when you're doing his only really big receiver they have right now in the room. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Terry, and Ka- uh, Curtis Samuel obviously are going to be the starting three, and De'Ami Brown's going to be there too. Um, but you know, Cam Sims, the guy's going to give them size. I can see Carson Wentz you know, taking a liking to him. It was nice to re-sign Cornelius Lucas. is a good swing tackle. They brought in Andrew Norwell to replace Eric Flowers. Trey Turner to, to replace Brandon Sheriff. Um, two guys, obviously, with Carolina connect- connections have had Pro Bowl you know, seasons in their career. Um, and they're both, you know, late 20s, early 30s. So not too old, not too much um, tread in the tire. Someone that could still contribute to this offense. They re-signed Bob McCain to play free safety. He had a much better second half of the year. Um, F.A. Obata, Obata got to, you know, come off the edge and help, you know, spell Chase and Montez Sweat. Obviously in the draft, Jahan Dotson in the first round. I really like Jahan. I think he's going to be someone that really pairs with Terry. I love the way he plays. Um, plays above the rim, even for a 5'11 guy, even for a skinny guy, you know, can break some tackles, very elusive. He's going to probably be a prime returner for this team as well, especially if Alex Erickson doesn't make the roster as a you know sixth or seventh receiver. So Jahan Dotson was a good first-round pick, in my opinion. 
Phil Mathis is the guy that thought was, you know, reached for in the second round, but either way, you know, he's going to be a really good run stopper and hopefully take some pressure off uh, middle linebacker Cole Holcomb. Brian Robinson Jr., you know, Ron even admitted that the running back is going to be a committee this year between Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson Jr., and J.D. McKissick. Um, so hopefully that will, you know, lessen the load on Antonio Gibson. They kind of rode him, rode him a lot in those last, that four-week trust they won um, four in a row. Um, but obviously if they can, you know, take some pressure off of him, it's going to give Tony Gibson more longevity in his career. So I think it's only a good thing for Gibson that Brian Robinson is in the fold now. Uh, Perry Butler is a guy, you know, they're on the fourth round. They think he'd be the Buffalo nickel. They're going to give him a shot these next month of the season before they break for training camp, you know, in July. And maybe they'll bring back Landon Collins if they don't think he's going to be ready to take that role. I think he has a lot of speed and is a lot. he's going to be a different type of Buffalo nickel if he replaces Landon in that role. Um, but he does have some high upside. Um, Cole Turner and Sam Howell, the fifth round pick. Sam Howell is going to be a third quarterback, maybe challenge Taylor for the second quarterback. But it was great to give him the fifth round. And obviously, um, Cole Turner, another guy like from Nevada, um, more of a receiving tight end and someone they could use um, with John Bates being more of a blocking tight end. So I think Cole should definitely make the roster and someone that could, you know, potentially contribute and, you know, make some plays in the red zone for them in year one. And lastly, the team in the division, Giants, starts with the new head coach from Brian Dayball. He's going to, he was a really good offensive coordinator for Buffalo. I think he's going to do well in New York. Um, more of a quiet offseason for them, for agency wise. They did sign Tyrod Taylor to back up Daniel Jones. He has connections with Brian Dayball. Brought in Matt Breida to spell um, Saquon Barkley. They signed former Washington Ricky Sales Jones. It looks like he's going to be the starting tight end there. They haven't really made any other um, moves to improve that position. So RSJ is going to probably get some sort of reps there for them. Um, John Feliciano and Mark Lewinsky to play interior linemen for them. Guys that also had Buffalo connections um, and someone that's going to, you know, hopefully make that offensive line better. That's been really putrid the last couple of years. Um, and then obviously in the first round, they had a great, Really, two picks with Kayvon Thibodeau in the, with the fifth overall pick. Um, he has all the talent in the world. He could be the best player in this draft class. Um, based off his talent, obviously people didn't like that he's active in off-field stuff, whether it's media and stuff like that, but I think he's going to be a good player for them. Evan Neal is a, not to say a steal at the seventh pick, but he was a guy that could have gone top three. So he's going to be a great tackle in this league. and playing the right side opposite Andrew Thomas, and he can also play guard. So Giants, I had to give him credit. They had a good first round. Second round, they did go Wondell Robertson. He was a guy I did really like. I still think second round was a little higher for them. I saw him more in the third round, but he is a guy that I think is a very talented player. I love the way he plays. He's a tough guy that will go over the middle for a guy that size. He's not afraid to get hit, um, and, and um, I love his versatility. He can come out of the backfield as well. So interesting that they, he's a very similar player to Kadarius Toney, but you know, I guess they'll figure it out. They're going to have a lot of Similar players now in that receiver room between Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, and Wanda Robinson, but that's their problem to sort out. Well, with that, that will include this Roman League episode. The Commander started OTA this week with a little bit of drama, and hopefully that can be rectified sooner rather than later. I think the East will have two of the competitive, most competitive divisions in the league this year. Uh, the Bills obviously are the class of the AFC East. No one's doubting, doubting that, but it's to be determined in the NFC. I think Philly right now probably is the best team, but I think Washington going to win the division and Dallas going to win the division too. So obviously a long way before September. I'll be back next week with another review of divisions around the league. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.